This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back for another episode of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance DeScott. Well, we all thought the Blues um, did not play very well against the Coyotes. And I think uh, they eventually came back and played well towards the end of the second period and really owned the third period, which allowed them to get into uh, overtime and then win the game in a shootout. But I think we would all agree that the first uh, period and probably 13, 14 minutes of the second period were, were not very good for the Blues in that game. They played the New York Islanders last night at Scott Trade Center home game where they've played just awesome this year. And, um, you know, we're hoping that they kind of snap out of it. We saw a lot of things that we didn't like in that game against the Coyotes. And, hey, any team's allowed to have a bad game. And that game, definitely, the Blues need to chalk that one up as not a great game for the first, uh, you know, half of the game. And they eventually started playing again. And you can't do that in these games or continue to do that. We saw some standing around in uh, the game against the Coyotes. Uh, not enough chasing after the puck. The Coyotes looked more hungry. They were faster to the puck than the Blues. And it almost cost the Blues uh, the win in the game. This game, we're hoping for something different against the Islanders. The Islanders have some young talent, too, and they have some very, very fast skaters. And they're coached by a great player in Doug Wade, who's a former Blue. You know, in most cases... The Islanders are going to give you uh, anything you can handle most games. You know, they're going to have a bad game now and again, just like the Blues did. But, uh, you know, they're going to give you a lot normally with Doug Waite. Doug Waite's going to coach them to give max effort all the time, to chase after that puck, to keep your legs moving, to be not super physical, but to be somewhat physical. And they just played a great game against the Blues. The Blues look really bad in my mind for probably, oh... 80% of the game, 75 to 80%. I thought Colton Pareko had a very, very bad game. Uh, there was times when Alex Petrangelo was out of position and not moving around. Uh, there was times when uh, there were rookie mistakes made by Vince Dunn. And I'm not trying to trash the Blues. I'm trying to give you a look at what why the Islanders won this game 5-2. to two. You know, players make mistakes. It happens. And let's summarize this. Let's go over the highlights and we'll be able to see how the Blues can improve. And when they play Calgary tomorrow night, Monday in Calgary, they're going to have to have a much better effort overall than they've had in these last two games. Let's go ahead and get to the highlights. And man, I tell you, Tavares is going to be a free agent soon. And there's going to be a lot of teams wanting him. People are saying, oh, he's going to end up in St. Louis. Armstrong's going to pull one off. I know Stasny's contract's up after this year, and maybe they can commit some money to a player like John Tavares, but I'm just afraid there's going to be other suitors that are going to pay him more and give him more years than the Blues would. It'd be great to get him because, man, this this guy can really, really score, and this is just an example when he gave the Islanders a very early one to nothing lead. Tavares after it here. He took a crunch from Colton Pareko. 
Knocked down from his knees. Lee gets involved. Tavares spins away with the puck creeping in his belly. Tavares got out. An extra move. He scores! He pumped it, got Allen to bite, and ripped it home. Islanders won, Blues nothing. There's the type of start that Doug Wade was looking from his team, that the ability to compete, work hard in behind the net. You can see John Tavares working with Pareko, never gives up on it. Lee's in there to help out, and Tavares, a nifty move on the defenseman, a little fake, gets Allen to bite a little bit, gets Edmondson to bite also, and the Islanders have a good one nothing lead. But it just starts with the good hard work. So Tavares puts the Islanders up early, and he worked hard on that. But, man, he made Edmondson look really, really bad on that play. Really deked Edmondson out, and Edmondson was going in the wrong direction. And just a huge mistake, and Edmondson made several mistakes in that game. Three minutes, 21 seconds into the first, the Islanders were up one to nothing. The Blues had some uh, some opportunities, but they just did not come through. And it seemed like every time they had an opportunity, the Islanders would come down and have another opportunity or score a goal. And the Islanders continue to put pressure on Jake Allen. And they would go ahead two to nothing, 10 minutes and seven seconds in. Islanders skate out of the zone. It's Letty. To the left circle. On net rebound. Score! A terrific save on one end, a Sezikis goal on the other. Well, you talk about greatness in one, in one moment, and that certainly was with Thomas Christ, how he gets that pad out there. I believe it was the right pad. A beautiful cross-ice pass by Saboka, and you can see the extension. Thomas Christ lays the pad down. Stastny doesn't get it up. Islanders go right back. Nick, Lee, Nick Letty creates a little time and space. A juicy rebound given up by Allen over to Casey Sezikis. Like I said... You know, a great save was made. Stasny just couldn't get the puck over, and the Highlanders take the puck right back down and go ahead two to nothing on that goal by Casey Sezikis, his fourth of the year. Letty gets his eighth assist of the year, 10 minutes, seven seconds in. The Islanders are up two to nothing. And it's not a fluke. That, you know, I know the Blues had some opportunities. That was a great pass from Sabotka all over to Stasny but they just weren't able to put it in the net and the Islanders come right back down. How many times you see that happen in the NHL? That happens an awful lot. And it just goes to show you need to score on those opportunities you have because the puck could go down quickly on the other end and you could be outmanned and be on a, a two and one or a, a two on three or a one on three. And the Islanders are able to take a big lead. They weren't done in the first period. The Islanders just totally dominated this first period. Jordan Eberle would put him ahead 13 minutes and 18 uh, seconds in for a commanding 3 to nothing lead. And the puck nearby and the outside of the post and a high rebound sets the Islanders up on a 2-on-1. Ladd and Eberle. Eberle scores! 3 nothing Islanders! Well, the Islanders again, it's, it starts with a big save. By Thomas Grice, the Islanders pick up the, the loose puck and then get down the ice in a hurry. Tremendous pass by Andrew Ladd. There's the play by Stassi as he goes towards the net. The Islanders battling down low. Big save by Thomas Grice. And now it's a two-on-one as Edmondson gets caught. What a pass by Andrew Ladd. Look at this release. No chance for Allen. That's what Jordan uh, Everly does so well. It's just that quick release. It looks effortlessly. effortlessly. It looks easy. It did look easy. That goal just looked like it was planned. And from looking at this first period, I'm going to tell you what Doug Waite's plan was from the beginning. He looked at the Blues. What are the, have the Blues done great this year? They've brought the defensemen up and got them involved in the play. Well, 
Doug Waits playing, I'm I'm almost guaranteeing you, was right. Let them bring that defenseman up in the play. You guys are going to get them quick outlet passes, and we're going to get some two-on-ones, some three-on-ones, some three-on-twos. We're going to get some opportunities against Allen, and we're going to put some pucks in the net. And that's exactly what they did. It's a two. It's it's kind of a positive, uh, positive negative two-headed beast. The positive is you bring your defenseman up, you're going to have a lot more scoring chances. The Blues did a great job of that this year. The negative is if a team's prepared for that and they game plan for that and they get the puck out quickly after your chance, it's the negative. You're going to give up goals too. So the Blues bringing the defense in, kind of hurt them on that play. And Jordan Eberle, just a great shot past Jake Allen. Sixth goal of the year for Eberle. Uh, Ladd, the well-traveled veteran, gets his fourth assist, 13-18 into the first. And the Blues are going into the second period down three to nothing. The big ceremony before the game, which honored the veterans, and everybody was talking about Ari, uh, the young girl that had uh, cancer, that uh, the Blues really, really fell for it last year, and the fans did. She ended up dying, I believe it was Friday night, and uh, it really hit the team hard. And they wanted to come out and play very well and get a win for Ari, but it just it wasn't meant to be at this point. But like I said, the other night, Blues didn't look good in the first period against the Coyotes. So you're thinking, okay, maybe they're going to have another game like that where they play 50 to 60% of the game and they don't play very well, but they're going to come back, get back in this game and at least make it interesting. Well, it wasn't meant to be, at least in the first part of the period, when uh, Josh Hosang put the Islanders up four to nothing, three minutes and 35 seconds in to the second period. We've got to have trouble. Here's Josh Hosang trying to get free, enters in a quick stop. Boy, he can change directions in a heartbeat. Laid it softly behind the net for Quine, went to center, Hosang scores! The centering pass from Quine hit off Allen Stig. Hosang right back in. His first game back, and it's 4-0 Islanders. Well, you talk about a little structure to his game. A, you know, a simple game. Hosang uses his speed to the outside, creates the time and the space, and then does the simple thing. He just chips it in. Quine gets it out. Hosang comes back through the middle of the ice after the chip-in, and he's able to get himself a, a, an opportunity, and he finishes it off. Quine battling down low, banks it off with the stick of Allen. Hosang did a lot of hard work on that. He brought it in uh, on the offensive side, skated around with it, passed it, and then basically just did what he needed to do to get the pass back. That I tell you, he is a fast skater. He changes directions, like they said, very quickly. The Islanders are another team that's got some talent, and if they put it together, they could be a pretty good team. And the Blues at this point, I'm sure they're all scratching their heads and uh, wondering what's happened. Three minutes and 35 seconds in. Hosang gets his first goal of the year. Aquine gets his first assist of the year. Letty gets his ninth assist. And Islanders are up four to nothing. I think the Scott Trade Center crowd was just shocked. It just totally shocked. Uh, you know, and I, I will say one thing. There were some calls in this game that probably should have been called on the Islanders side. But regardless of what fans do, you know, can referees have a hand in the game? Yeah, they can't. But when that happens, you've got to do your best to make up for that. There's nothing you can do about it. If a referee doesn't make a call you think should have been called in your favor, then at the end of the game, 
you know, make your complaint to the league office. Does it do any good? Probably not. But I'm sure every other team goes to that too. And the Blues at this point were very frustrated. And like I said, in my mind, there should have been some calls made. But you got to move on from that. And the Blues would move on for that. And I thought they had some good opportunities after that. Uh, they were kind of few and far between. But eventually, Braden Shin would put them on the board 11 minutes and 31 seconds in for his fifth goal of the year. What a big year he's having for the Blues. After last night's 5 nothing loss. Yeah, you don't usually stay with the same lineup if you no. have the opportunity to change it around. Now it's Schwartz. He drops it for Shen. Shen scores! Shen with a rocket, and it's 4-1. to one. That's a heck of a wrist shot. As Shen rolls it off his wrist from the heel to the toe, he just slides this in on the stick side. Good drop pass. The Blues are able to easily get into the zone. He doesn't hesitate. He looks slightly to his left when you see him with the puck here. Looks up. Looks up, never looks where he's shooting that puck. He's looking at other options, and you can see his head's going to the left, and he whistles it by as Schwartz is cutting across perfectly on a little bit of a screen. The Blues finally get on the scoreboard with that beautiful goal by Shin. Guys, he's got to be considered right now one of the better players in the league. I mean, look at all the assists he's got. I mean, geez, it just a great, great player. I know that was his fifth goal of the year. But, man, he's got a ton of assists. I think, what, 13 or 14 assists? That's just great to see. So glad the Blues got him. The Blues back on the board. Like I said, right about that time, I thought they had some good opportunities, and they took some some great chances, and they were able to put one in the net. That would be Shin's fifth goal of the year, Schwartz's 13 assists, and the rookie Vince Dunn gets his first assist 11 minutes, 31 seconds in, just a little bit past halfway point of the second period. And I thought the Blues played a little bit better in that second half of the second period, but not great. You want them to come out with max effort in the third period. Well, I thought they did come out, but as soon as they would have an opportunity, the Islanders would just kind of shut it down. The Islanders played a very good game. And even though they did play a good game, the Blues were able to get another goal on the board. And it was all due to the hard effort of Scotty Upshaw. And the Blues are back in this game at 4-2. to two. Jeez, what now a, what Upshaw a, fell down what, at his own There's got to be a lot of ruts in the ice. We've, we've seen Upshaw fall a couple of times to begin this shift. He got his blades changed right to my right here. In front for Tuzo. Whoa! Great chance. They score! As the Blues jam it in, it might have been Upshaw. Upshaw has been up and down and changing blades and fell there and comes into the net. And this puck will cross the goal line as he charges into it while that puck is loose. The Islanders are going to be looking at this here to see if there's any kind of interference whatsoever or maybe a kicked in motion. But Scotty Upshaw would not quit on the play. That's one great thing about Scotty Upshaw you got to love. Is he my favorite player? No, but man, he doesn't give up. He doesn't give up on the play ever. Even if he falls, even if he gets hit, he's always going 115 miles an hour, given 115%. Just the guy doesn't give up, and you got to give him points for that effort. That would be Upshaw's second goal of the year. Bortuzzo gets his third assist. Brodziak gets his fourth assist. Six minutes, 41 seconds into the third. The Blues are only down two now, four to two. Would they be able to mount a comeback and uh, get this game into overtime to where they can possibly win at five to four? Well, no, they were not able to do that. In fact, the Islanders were able to get another goal on the board by Anders Lee is ninth of the year, 15 minutes, 33 seconds in. 
to give the Islanders a 5-2 lead and the 5-2 win. Bailey off the ice now as Tavares below the goal line. Tavares scored the first goal of this hockey game, holds the puck. The first zone time in a long time for the New York Islanders. Score! Anders Lee off the deflection. 5-2 Islanders. Well, the Islanders survived a scare in their own zone. They were able to finally get the puck down into the offensive zone. Tavares and Lee. And then eventually Clutterbuck would come on, but the good hard work. Lee was in front of the net. A good wrist shot from Pellick, who just did his best to make sure DeHaan across to Pellick. So the Islanders seal the deal, seal the win with that goal to give them a 5-2 win. Anders Lee gets his ninth. Pellick gets his fifth assist to Han. Gets his seventh assist, and that was all hard work, too, for the Islanders. And at that point, the Blues were actually playing pretty good. You thought they might be coming back in this game. But after that fifth goal, Scott Trade started to clear out a little bit. And uh, the Blues lose this one 5-2 to two for the second game in a row, where I would say the Blues did not give their best effort. The Islanders improved to 9-6-2. and two. The Blues fall to 13-4-1. and one. Shots on goal. The Blues actually outshot the Islanders. 37 to 29. The Blues power play still continues to struggle. 0 for 3. And come on, guys, you've got to take those opportunities when they're given to you. Uh, the Islanders were 0 for 1. Faceoffs pretty even. 52% for the Blues. 49% for the Islanders. Lee would get his ninth goal of the year and assist. Tavares gets a goal as 13th. Eberle gets a goal as sixth. Sezikis gets a goal as fourth. Hosein gets a goal as first. And Grice makes 35 saves for the Islanders. Upshaw for the Blues gets his second goal of the year. Bertuzzo gets an assist. Brodziak gets an assist. Allen allowed four goals on 18 shots. Not all of them were his fault, but there were several of them where I thought Jake Allen would make the save, and he did not. Let's go ahead and uh, head to the postgame interviews where we're going to hear, of course, uh, from uh, – Blues coach uh, Mike Yo and of course Braden Shin on this tough loss to the Islanders. You know, I think uh, we got to go in there in the second and third. And uh, it's funny how the game of hockey works sometimes. You know, we had a couple chances down at um, you know the one end, and they come down and score. And um, you know, I don't think it was a five-two hockey game by any means, but we had our chances, but we just weren't able to uh, convert. Did you just not match their, them? Puck, you know, sorry, puck for puck. Did you not match their intensity in that first period, or? Um, you know, they definitely came out hard. They made some good plays. Uh, you know, I think them scoring in the first five minutes obviously gave them some energy and some life. And, um, you know, what would like the better start tonight? That's three games in a row now, really. We got away with it for two, and uh, so we've been playing with fire, and obviously uh, didn't tonight. I think, uh, you know, it, it happens when you start to feel pretty good about yourself and you start to remember, you know, the reasons why, you were having success, and I think that uh, you know our start tonight. You look at uh, you look at our um, urgency with the puck and our urgency to defend, and uh, and obviously just giving them easy goals. When you talk about three games in a row, you mean three slow starts? That's, That's correct. Yeah. Uh, Pareko said he just didn't think you guys were tight. Yep. For sure, yeah. Not much, not much more to say than that. I mean, we we gave up too many goals tonight, and uh, and and we didn't even make them necessarily compete and work for those goals. They were, I mean, again, they played they played hard. They put, I shouldn't say that, but uh, but you know, the way that we defend in in 
our structure and, and in the urgency of, of the detail of our game was not there. Maybe, but that's that's you know that's I don't think that we should be thinking that that we can <laughs> let teams get up for nothing and all of a sudden you're going to come back and win hockey games. So uh, you know what we've talked about a little bit here lately. What we've done, well, you know, there's going to be mistakes that happen in the game. There's going to be times where you're not quite on top of your game, and you can. We've been able to 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 keep the other team at bay. We've been able to to you know to give ourselves a chance to get things going uh, because we've defended well you know we've come back in games because we've been coming up back from a one goal game we we just patted the cushion for them and uh, and obviously dug a, a, a hole that's it's not insurmountable but it's pretty close yeah I, I mean it's tough to say the second period we had some good stuff going on obviously we hit some posts but uh you know, it's tough to say because obviously they're in a bit of a different mindset too. So, what's your message? Uh, what's your message to the team? I mean, it's oh. a bad night at the office versus just one. Yeah, night. we'll we'll come back to the rink tomorrow and we'll get better. We'll obviously look at the areas that uh, that we have to sharpen up, and we'll we'll hit the ice for practice and uh, and get ready for a tough road trip here. Yeah, well, you know what? It, like, watch them. I watch them right now and I, I don't know that they can do anything differently I mean it's it, in those situations I think that uh, they weren't protected necessarily in, in some situations I mean they've got to try to score goals we got an opportunity to score a goal um, you know with three forwards around the net and and I think that's what we should be doing at that time but then all of a sudden we're giving up a two-on-one uh, we can't be doing that so uh, you know again I I don't know when I looked at the goals I don't know that uh, that that they were at fault for any of them twice to score yeah and yeah yeah I mean it seemed like every time we got a good chance or a good opportunity or hit a post it came back the other way and ended up in our net um, but uh, I, I think that sums up our game is is we're a team that presses and we're a team that attacks but but we do it with control and I didn't think that we had any control tonight Did Stacey take a stick to the yeah or? yeah yeah we, we needed to do something change the momentum help him out to, I mean the way that we were going obviously things weren't uh, were going the right way so um, yeah we'll get back to work tomorrow do you know what I like about coach Mike he doesn't pull any punches he doesn't make excuses he admits you know they there's nothing wrong with bringing those defensemen up into the play they had some great opportunities they just weren't able to get back you know and sometimes that's going to happen and he's correct. They've not played great in the last three games, and they got away with it with the two games. And it's going to bite you. It's definitely going to bite you sometimes. The Blues have got to be able to play through adversity when it happens. They're a good team, but you can't start thinking you're a good team because the moment you start thinking you're a good team, some team will come along and beat you. And I think that's kind of what's happened the last couple games of the Blues. They started believing some of the hype and you know, they were kind of had a chip on the shoulder. The rest of the league didn't respect them, but then they're believing in themselves. And it's great to believe in yourselves, but you also need to not think you're great. Uh, ask any championship team. They mostly will keep a level head, and the Blues need to do that definitely. And I'm not saying that the players are out there thinking they're the best team ever in the NHL or that they are the best team in the league right now. Give yourself a little pat on the back for a win and then move on. Move on quickly to the next opponent. And you've got to do that. That's the way the NHL is. A lot of games, 
You're going to play three games in four nights several times through the year. You're going to play four games in six, seven nights. And you've got to be mentally prepared and know how to be even kill with a big win, with a huge loss that you should have won the game or a huge loss where you were just outplayed. You've got to move on mentally very quickly. That's what the Blues need to do. Because, guys, tomorrow night they're going to be taking on uh, Monday night. They're going to be taking on the Calgary, the Calgary Flames in Calgary. And, uh, you know, they're, it's not an easy place to play. Those fans there in Calgary are nuts. They love their hockey as 99% of people do in Canada. I've been to Calgary time and time again, as I've mentioned on my podcast. Great city. They love hockey. And the Blues are going to have their hands full. You've got Smith and goal. You know, not had the best year so far, but he's a veteran goalie, and he always tends to give the Blues issues from time to time. Uh, when he was with the Coyotes, uh, more often than not, he really had good games against the Blues until recently against uh, the Arizona. But uh, the Blues are going to have to have a good game. Then they play Edmonton. Then they play Vancouver. Then they come back home and play Edmonton. Key, key West Conference games that they've got to go 3-1 and one in my mind. And to keep things moving positive. If they go two and two, is it terrible? No, but you don't want to start having the mentality, oh, we're winning every other game. That gets you in trouble. They've had a hot start. Let's keep that going. And I think they can short up to where you get the opportunities, you get back on defense quickly. You know, stress that with these guys. I'm sure Mike is going to make adjustments, Coach Mike will, and the Blues will be ready to play against Calgary. Until then, this has been the Drop Podcast. I've been your host, Lance Descott. Stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your week. Don't forget to watch the Blues game tomorrow. If you're lucky enough to be in Calgary, go to the Blues game. And as always, how do we end our podcast? Let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.